0: Christmas 2020 was uh, a peculiar one for many of us. For me, it was the Christmas where I received the best gift of my life. It was about 9.30 in the morning and I was fast asleep for I have no need to get up early on Christmas anymore. When my dad came down and said, Daniel, I need you to get awake. Your sister has gone into labor. Now, we knew that my sister was pregnant, but uh, we didn't expect her to go into labor until March. She was a full 11 weeks early, and so waking up on Christmas morning to that news, uh, the, the atmosphere in my house was tense, to say the least. And I, sh- I shot up, I was immediately awake, and my whole family and I, we were thrust into this period of waiting. We knew that my sister was in surgery, she was having the emergency C-section, but we did not know what the result was going to be. And so we prayed, and we waited, and we hoped for the best, not knowing what the result would be. We were thrust into this confusing, terrible, awkward between space, between what had been and what would be. And we knew what was happening, but we didn't know what the result would be, and it was a tense 45 minutes while we waited for the text message. And in our case, when the text message came, the news was good. That baby Carpenter Jane Jones was happy and healthy, albeit small, at 2 pounds 14 ounces. But the period of waiting was over, And I was glad that the between space, that time of not knowing, was over. Friends, so many of us have longed for answers. We've been thrust into periods of waiting, not knowing what the end result will be. And like the disciples who long for resolution when Jesus says he is going up to be ascended, we long for resolution. We long for clarity. We long for knowing what is going on. But too, just like the disciples who are told to wait. Sometimes we're thrust into periods of waiting and we don't know what is coming next. We know this feeling all too well. It's, it's the time when we're between jobs and we don't know what's next. It's the time when we're between homes And we have one foot in one community and one foot in the next. And we're in this weird limbo time, just hoping that the closing day comes soon, but we know that it's not for another few weeks. We know that time of waiting between doctors' appointments, when we're waiting for the biopsy or the lab results to come back, when we're waiting to hear that we can get the medication that we so desperately need to ease the pain. We know this awkward period of waiting every time we have a lame duck president or a lame duck session of Congress, and we're in this awkward in-between phase, not really knowing which direction as a country we're going. It's that liminal space that's left after the death of a loved one, and we're not quite sure yet how we're going to move forward. It's the space after a diagnosis that has changed your reality forever. And you're still trying to figure it out. It's the space of the summer before you leave for college. Waiting for what is next, but knowing that it's not, not quite time to begin that next season of life. It's the moment of waiting for the baby to be born. Waiting for the phone to ring. In all of these moments, we're thrust into periods of waiting, and it's it's honest for us to name that those periods are often uncomfortable because in those moments of waiting, we're asked to pause and to trust, to rely on the promises of God. The disciples in our passages today, they too knew the pain and the difficulty of waiting. For they had been with Jesus for his entire ministry, and now at the end of Luke and the beginning of Acts, we see a pivotal transition happen. The transition when Jesus hands the baton of the ministry of God to the disciples. It's that moment where jesus's time on earth has come to a close he's been raised from the dead and it's time for him to ascend on high to reign with god and he knows he's going to be leaving his disciples and he tells them don't worry i will come back to you but even more so you will have the holy spirit But let us not miss that key detail in the text that when Jesus leaves, the disciples are left looking up the baton in their hands saying, did you forget something? Jesus, the Holy Spirit, it's not there yet. Today is Ascension Sunday. We remember Jesus ascending into heaven and Pentecost is not until next week. Pentecost, of course, is that day where we celebrate and remember the coming of the Holy Spirit, the tongues of fire that came on the apostles, that power that clothed them with the, the strength and wisdom of God to carry out the mission to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit that was promised to them by Jesus in our text and throughout his whole ministry doesn't come today. It comes next week. And so the disciples are told to wait. They're told to go back to Jerusalem. To wait for the Holy Spirit to come. And so too, like I was on that Christmas morning, so too, like all of us have, in so many various ways, the disciples are thrust into this in-between space. This awkward place of, waiting, of hoping, of trusting in the promises of God. They have the baton. The baton is in their hand. It is their responsibility to carry out the mission of God, but their race has not begun yet, for the Holy Spirit has not come to them, and so they're in a posture of waiting, And I can imagine, just like I do not like to wait, just like you do not like to wait, I imagine the disciples maybe did not like to wait. And yet, we see them do what seems to be the impossible. They go back to Jerusalem, and they find joy in the waiting. The text tells us they continually praise God in the temple in the waiting, And while they're in this awkward, liminal, transitional between space, they somehow find the ability to trust in the promises of God. That is hard to do, my friends. When we're waiting on the lab results, when we're waiting on the call, when we're waiting to know what's next, when we perhaps feel like our friend, our teacher, our Lord has abandoned us, through, he's up in the sky. He's, up, he's there. He's gone. And the Holy Spirit hasn't come yet. When we feel like the presence of Christ is far from us, it is hard to trust in the promises of God, and yet the disciples show us that it's possible. Friends, I don't always know what to do in the times of waiting. I don't always know how to do it well. I don't always know how to trust God. Perhaps you don't either, but the thing that I do know is that Pentecost happens, and we're going to celebrate that next week when we confirm 13 young people and invoke the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to come upon them, to clothe them with power in the presence of God, just like the Holy Spirit came and met those disciples in that upper room in Acts chapter 2. The promise of Christ that the Holy Spirit would come was not in vain. And just as the Holy Spirit comes to the disciples, the Holy Spirit will come to us in our times of waiting. It might not be right there in the moment. You might have to wait for the text message from your brother-in-law that it's all good. Perhaps the message will be different. But in those times of waiting in those in-between spaces between what has been and what will be. We remember that Christ lives and that Christ reigns with God and that because this is true, the Holy Spirit will come to us in our waiting to give us the strength, the comfort, the peace, the endurance that we need to see it through. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, this is good news. Amen.